I'm Carolyn Greenlee with Waking Up, Conscious Discussions About Our Changing Reality. And today I have a very special guest. His name is Tom Jacomas, and he is CEO of the Power Networking Club, and he's got another business or two or whatever. Uh, this guy is a busy, busy guy. Um, but let me just, um, yeah, I met Tom a couple of years ago at a wellness expo that I was, um, I was uh, providing for the community and, uh, there was Tom and he was talking to all of the vendors that I had. And, uh, <laughs> because Tom was creating, uh, beginning to create some expos too, uh, for his, uh, networking club. And uh, it was it was a pleasure to meet Tom and uh, many of the people that I had. All of a sudden, you know, I so it's it's just such a nice little networking group. <laughs> so it worked really well. But um, Tom has a very special reason why he came to my expo. Besides, you know, um, you know, connecting with more people, um, he's got his own personal story that I want him to share. And, um, you know, I also, you know, I wanted to bring Tom on because I believe that we are moving into a, you know, an, an opening reality that is just going to be offering a lot, I'm sorry, many, many more opportunities. And, uh, and I think some of those opportunities, um, they're going to be much more geared towards, you know, um, honoring the self, you know, um, you know, really, you know, um, choosing holistic, authentic types of, you know, products that we use or, or services. And, uh, you know, Tom is one of the most authentic people that you can, that you could meet. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you know, I want, I wanted Tom to come on so that, you know, um, again, he's, he's another doorway for, for other people who are looking for opportunities. So he can kind of help people move, get started forward as well. So Tom, welcome. Um, you know, first, you know, I, I would I want to hear your story because it is, it's a beautiful story. Um, it's sad, but yet, you know, um, you made something out of that. And I really respect that when, you know, when people have really difficult situations or, you know, something really traumatic in their life, and, uh, you know, a lot of people, they just get angry about it and that's it. They don't move forward. They just kind of stay in that hole. But you found a way to, you know, climb out. And actually during um, this event, you were, you were in there, you know, looking for solutions. So, so I'm, I'm going to hand it over to you, Tom, before I spill the beans and tell you the story <laughs> or tell people this, your story. So, so go ahead, Tom, and welcome. Thank you, Carolyn. Um, that was a wonderful introduction. <clears throat> yeah, what, what Carol, Carolyn is alluding to, uh, unfortunately, is the passing of my sister in 2017. I lost um, uh, our youngest sibling, a baby sister, uh, at, at age 41 to cancer. And the experience that I went through um, during her uh, journey, her cancer journey, uh, forever changed uh, the way I view uh, just about everything and 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 uh, the course of my life because, uh, like you said, you know, once unfortunately something tragic or you know traumatic happens, 
um, you know, it's usually the catalyst for, you know, uh, picking up a cause. So my cause is really to help educate primarily entrepreneurs uh, because I'm in the entrepreneur uh, world. I'm in the entrepreneur space, but every entrepreneur has a network, right? So if you can reach a hundred entrepreneurs, you can reach a hundred thousand people. So our, our goal is to reach uh, thousands of entrepreneurs across the country and, and around the world and help to educate them on what, you know, I was uh, awoken to in 2017. Uh, going back just a few years, I uh, have been an entrepreneur since 1992, um, which is about half my life. Uh, I started when I was 27 years old in the plastic display business. From there, um, I promoted that plastic display company um, on the cover of a local publication in Wisconsin, where I was based. And it's from that journey that uh, American Dream Magazine was created. And American Dream Magazine is basically a four-page full-color brochure that we publish for one entrepreneur at a time. And it just basically tells their story. Um, I have published my own story, which I'm summarizing for you right now. And so part of that story is after um, I promoted my plastic business on this other publication, that publisher and I became good friends. And we agreed that um, I would be the perfect candidate to take that concept into Chicagoland because uh, his was strictly in Southeast Wisconsin. It was, it's a much smaller uh, network. So I did exactly that. I, I, I started uh, producing actually a print book, uh, an ad book, which you know was comprised of about 20 to 40 pages. And then on the cover is a different story every month. That's the way it, it originally began. But because of the digital age, um, you know, I quickly learned that, that, you know, the monthly publication with the deadlines and collecting the ads was not the route I wanted to go. So I developed the Power Networking Club, which is basically a, a membership-based uh, club where when you become a member, we publish your story as part of, as part of the, the service. It's a one-year membership. It includes the publication, uh, graphic design, and printing of your story. We put it online to a, a database of you know tens of thousands of entrepreneurs that's continually growing, and and we we act as a PR agency for entrepreneurs. Meaning, when I take on a new client, it's you know it's kind of like take a Hollywood agent takes on an actor. Says, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to match you up with as many people and projects as I can because I have this vast network of entrepreneurs, I know um, I can take all those years of experience and all that data and use it to really connect entrepreneurs quickly and efficiently. Because as we know, you know, over 90% of uh, entrepreneurs, you know, basically fail. And I know that the reason for that is because of a lack of education or a lack of knowledge. Um, I learned the hard way as a young entrepreneur. I, you know, I, I was in the plastic display business. I made all the mistakes. Um, fortunately for me, I, I, I placed some, some ads in national publications, and I, 
and I really caught a break and, and my business really grew on a national level and it really expanded my horizons. But had I not got that break, you know, I, I could have easily been one of those statistics. So part of what I taught myself along the way is I, that, you know, I love networking. I got out into the, into the networking space and, you know, versus being in a factory where I make plastic displays and talk on the phone with plastic clients. So I, I sold the plastic business and decided to pursue uh, marketing, uh, which is how American Dream Magazine and the Power Networking Club were born. I'm still a consultant in the plastic business, um, you know, with 30 years in that space. Uh, you know, I have so many contacts. It's just uh, it's impossible to uh, to get out. And there's no really no reason to because I can do it on a, on a consulting level and just create more income. And so I, I took that whole experience of creating multiple streams of income and made it part of what I help others to realize. Uh, when I was very young and had just the plastic business and finances were tight, I learned very quickly not to put all my eggs in one basket. And, you know, when you when you're smart and efficient about how you spend your time and you build multiple streams of income, it really increases your odds of survival. And so that's what the mission is for the Power Networking Club. We want to help entrepreneurs grow their primary business as efficiently as they can because they typically run out of money or time. And, um, you know, once that happens, burnout sets in and, and people just kind of bail out and go back to uh, the W-2 world or the employee world. And, and it's sad to watch that happen. So uh, the Power Networking Club is really designed to help entrepreneurs grow their primary business and teach them how to create new streams of income. And we have several partnerships in place as a result of this journey. So I can kind of judge by one's personality and experience and, and skill set as to where, you know, what might interest them and, and help them to pursue other, um, you know, revenue streams and create new income. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. I mean, we need people like you who, you know, you know, who, who have those connections, who know, you know, who have all of this wonderful experience that you, you have. And it also sounds like um, you kind of got out of, you keep getting out of your own way and allowing the universe to kind of move the pieces in place that you need. Um, so, you know, I think that's another important piece too, is that we have to have that space where we allow the universe or God to kind of step in and you become a partner, you know, and then all of a sudden things just start, you know, connecting and really moving into place sometimes in ways that you don't expect. So, absolutely. Um, 1000%. Um, when I was a younger man and first starting out, I was really aggressive and, and I could not get out of my own way. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, that's typical when you're younger and, and, uh, you know, you have a, a limited, uh, perception of business and life. Um, you know, your ego tends to get in the way. So as you get older and wiser, uh, you know, they, we say that for a reason, uh, because we just do get wiser as we get older. And you start getting out of your own way and, you know, let go and let God and, and let the universe uh, work for you, you know, pray and be grateful uh, for what you have. Don't always, uh, I, I was always chasing, I was always chasing the next thing and never 
grateful for what was in front of me. And I think that's a, that's a common, that's a common uh, you know, problem that we have, uh, especially when we're younger. So, so you, you have to be grateful for what you have. Uh, make a business plan. Always write your, your goals and, and your, your plan down. Always revisit your business plan. Uh, write it out. You know, I email myself constantly, like, like I'm reporting to the boss, because when I email myself, I have a, a constant journal of uh, notes, right? Because uh, I do so much uh, every day and you, you meet new people and you, you come up with ideas. So journaling is very important. Write it down, whatever works for you. Uh, emailing uh, myself yeah. works for me because I, I think it's more of a, it's digital, it's permanent. I'm not gonna lose a notebook. Um, so that, that's what I do. And just always, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, it's all what I always say when I was, when I was starting out, you know, I, I thought I knew everything and it, you know, it took, uh, it took quite a few years to realize you really don't know anything. So, yeah. and that, you know, that's a good point to get to. And that's called wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we're always evolving, always learning, you know, you know, you, you don't, you don't cross the stage and pick up your doctorate degree. Uh, even if you have a PhD, you, you continue to learn, uh, regardless of your level of formal education, life and business is an ever evolving platform. Yeah. So yeah, you, you, you just always keep an open mind. Um, you know, I used to be closed off. I, I was, you know, boxed myself off. I had a one track thinking, you know, I'm just going to do this, this, this and get rich. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when it doesn't pan out, you know, you, you're just forced to regroup and realize. So it's always good to, you know, listen to your, uh, respect your elders, you know, pick the brains of people, uh, not, not only just uh, millionaires and billionaires who are who have financial success, but any, anybody that's older has got, uh, you know, wisdom that you don't have yet. So just appreciate everybody's perspective. Keep your ears open and your eyes open and, and uh, just keep an open mind. And, you know, I, I also believe that, you know, we, we need balance. We need that, um, you know, because I come from the spiritual perspective. So I'm like, you know what, if you're going to let God or the universe be your partner, you, you've got to be able to surrender so that you can kind of allow that flow and, and, and whatever, because you don't see it. <laughs> you don't see the possibilities that uh, that creation really does have for you. So so there's always that balance, kind of a dance. You know, you, you got to be ready to, to dance, too. If all of a sudden you're, you're taking a completely different turn and uh, you have no idea where you're going. But, you know, when you get there, you are just amazed, you know, and you see it as a miracle. But, you know, so. So, yeah, uh, definitely being self-employed is, um, you know, an entrepreneur has its challenges. But, you know. Uh, you know, the, you know, we talk about the wisdom, you, you grow so much just from that journey. And, and I believe too, that, you know, we have to, we have to enjoy that journey. That is, it is so, so important because I think that brings you success. And you, you touched on, you know, gratitude, being grateful for the journey, for, 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 you know, these opportunities, these connections that you have, the people that you know, the things that you've learned, um, I think is really incredibly an important part of, you know, anyone's success. 
um, and in whatever way, you know, if it's business or if it's, you know, personal, you know, their personal journey, being a parent even. So, so a lot of these, you know, great things that you talked about applies in many different areas of life. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, well. so I, you know, um, I, I, I did want you to kind of uh, also talk about um, that experience with your sister, if, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and how that um, kind of, because I think that was part of power networking, wasn't it? Kind of bringing in some other elements. Yep. Yep. No, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I got a little involved with the backstory, but um, I wanted uh, people to realize how where it all came from. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was well on my journey of the American Dream magazine and uh, the Power Networking Club really um, was the club was more born in 20. 18. My sister passed in, in May of 2017. And so as I was out there networking and, 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 and you know, building just the magazine part of it and, and selling the, uh, the ad space and the stories, um, you know, I developed the idea for health and wealth expos because what happened to, to our family, uh, you know, I, and I'll tell you from my personal perspective, is uh, we got the phone call um, on April 16th. And um, it was, you know, my sister had been uh, aware of cancer for about uh, 16, maybe 18 months. Now she was doing chemo and radiation, which I, you know, I, I didn't know then what I know now, but I, I'd never advised no, no one to ever do that. Um, but she made the decision and she was married so, you know, they made the decision to do the chemo and radiation. So, you know, I just went, you know, I just accepted that, right? Because I don't, I, I didn't have the knowledge I have now. So long story short, through 2016, she did chemo and radiation. I, I don't even know how many rounds. I, I don't know how much they poisoned her body. But basically what that does is really just poisons the body. And, you know, trying to kill the, you know, kills all the good cells in the effort to try and kill a few bad cells. Um, and so she never lost her hair, never really lost a lot of weight. And then she reported back to us that um, all is all is good. The, the cancer's gone. Well, it, it wasn't gone. It was, they, they were telling her that there was nothing more they could do and, and she was terminal, but she, she wanted to spare us, you know, the, the agony as long as she could. So we got the call on April 16th, uh, go to the hospital, you know, they've, they've, uh, they've given her three to five days to live. And this came out of left field. I had no idea this was coming. So it was just like, you know, such a punch uh, to the gut. So anyway, we went to uh, Milwaukee and the doctor sat us down in the, uh, the room, right, where they have the talk and uh, told us, um, you know, listen, it's, it's, it's spread all over her body to the brain, to the heart. Um, there, there's nothing more we can do. All you can do now is call hospice, take her home, uh, make her comfortable, and it, it'll be three to five days. So, you know, obviously, <clears throat> you know, we were just devastated. And my sister, who was kind of out of it because of a morphine drip, was basically... Uh, you know, apologizing 
you know, that she had held it, you know, she had kept it from us. And, you know, she's here, she is apologizing for dying. So, you know, it was the most emotionally devastating thing I think you can experience uh, as a human being. And, uh, um, but then um, I got my, my other sister got a text message from my sister-in-law that said to call Lourdes. So I knew exactly who that was. She was a, a woman who came from the same town, you know, we all came from here in Illinois. And she was now an actress in LA who had survived cancer with natural means. And, um, and I knew that because of Facebook, right? I, I hadn't, I hadn't spoken to her through her journey, but I had known her prior to cancer. And I, so I kind of watched it happen on Facebook. So I immediately called Lourdes and I put her on speakerphone in front of, you know, those, there was 10 or 12 family members there. And I said, Lourdes, uh, here's the situation. My sister had, has breast cancer. Uh, we're, we're at a hospital. Uh, the doctors just told us there's nothing more they can do. Uh, call hospice care and take her home and it'll be three to five days. So the first thing Lourdes said was, don't listen to them. Uh, they told me the same thing. And that was, you know, whatever it was, X amount of years ago. And I'm alive and perfectly healthy today. What I want you to do is go out and get uh, wheatgrass, fulvic acid, and organic green smoothies and feed that to her every hour on the hour. And so we just immediately went into action and, you know, we didn't, we didn't even think twice about it. And we, we, we got out, we went and gathered all this stuff, you know, primarily at Whole Foods and, and wherever and uh, came back, started feeding it to her. Now, now she's catatonic, right? She's on a morphine drip. She's in and out of consciousness and she has a DNR tag on. And if you don't know what that is, you know, it's, it's um, basically when the doctors have decided that your life is over, they'll have the little talk with you where they say, listen, um, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, this tickle. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> but I have this little tickle going. Do you want some water? Yeah, oh, I know. I've got some. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> what a day. Yeah. So, uh, um, hang on, because I paused it. Oh, no, it's still recording. I'm, I'm just going to cut that part out. Okay. <laughs> um, wait a minute. Okay. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to start. Okay. All right. So, All right. so, you know, they have that little talk with you as a patient say, listen, there, you know, you're, you're, you're going to die. Um, so if something happens and you go into cardiac arrest, uh, we just want you to sign this piece of paper that says do not resuscitate. That's what D and I didn't, I didn't know this until that, that moment. Right. Uh, uh, so you put, they put this tag on you that says, Hey, we already have their, their permission not to try and save them. They don't want to put the family through any more agony. So what I bring that up to say, as soon as we started feeding her wheatgrass, fulvic acid, organic green smoothies, literally within minutes her you could see her eyes open and her brain come back to life because that they're giving her no nourishment they're doping her up with morphine so all of this nourishment went straight into the bloodstream straight into the brain and you could literally see her come right back to life 
and I'll, you know, I'll just won't, I'll just never forget it. Right. So, so, so what, what's the first thing she does after she had already been telling us with no emotion, Hey, listen, I'm sorry. I'm dying. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you guys take, take care of mom, you know, give, you know, you're, you're doing your last will and Testament. She went from that to, she started crying. She got emotional and she cut the tag off. And she said, I, I don't want to die. So what that taught me right there is, is from that moment and then for the next 25 days um, is where this journey, uh, it happened, this journey began, that moment. Because as an afterthought, I'm thinking, how many millions of people are getting a death sentence, getting doped up, and then just, and then just fading off into the afterlife because somebody with a medical degree has decided that your, your time is over. So it's completely shifted my mindset. And, and I say 25 days because this was on a Sunday. This was actually Easter Sunday, 2017. It was April 16th. And um, by that Friday, which was, which was five days later, they said, right, she'd be dead, right? Fine. She had improved so much that they moved her out of intensive care and into a regular room. And when I tell you what an experience this was, watching her improve like that literally hour by hour, and not one doctor or one nurse is celebrating that or saying, what is going on? What are you giving her? Maybe we should give this to every patient. Uh, they came in and out of that room, and the um, uh, the atmosphere was really it was it was it's the weirdest thing. It was it's, it's kind of like we were uh, annoying them, right? Oh, you're another one of those families that thinks you're gonna come in here with smoothies and save somebody after we told you it was their time to die. Mm -hmm. so that's that's just how they made me feel. And it, it, it forever changed my mind. Unfortunately, that is a bigger reality than people realize. Oh, I, see, here's the point, right? Until it happens to you, I had no idea because I've never had anybody tell me a story like that and say, do you know, because you know why? Because most people, you know what they're doing? They're, they're going, oh, my God, you're a doctor. You are so intelligent. Um, uh, if you're saying that my family member is, is just going to die, I have to accept what you're telling me because you're just so smart. And that's how we're trained, right? From, right. from childhood, doctors, hospitals, you go there and they make you better, right? But uh, if they can't make you better, then they tell you when it's time to die. Right. And, and that reality, it was just, I mean, it was literally like just one, somebody just punched me in the gut over and over because you'd walk in and out of the hospital and and you had a sense of like well yeah they don't really like us here um you know mm -hmm. they didn't say yeah, hey, you are you are messing up with their status quo yeah. yeah that's not how it's supposed to work around here and yeah. and you're absolutely right you've got to ask something is seriously wrong when what we're doing is actually healing her why wouldn't they want to know what we're, why wouldn't they want to, you know, find out more about this? 
So, yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, it's an unfortunate truth. Oh, Carolyn, I'm telling you, um, it was such, it was an eerie feeling, right? Uh, here, I thought, you know, as soon as she started to improve, right? Literally, I, I got to tell you another part of the story. L Lourdes, uh, you, you, you know, at that point in time, it was literally, we were in a state of mind like, oh my God, this woman has saved her life, right? Because it, 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 I, I still tell people that she saved her life because uh, the reason she's gone is because we didn't follow, uh, I'll finish the story, but it wasn't her fault. Um, she did save her life. And what happened over the course of the next 25 days in a nutshell is that uh, she had improved so much, they moved her out of ICU she kept drinking the smoothies. She kept taking the wheatgrass, the fulvic acid. Uh, I mean, for God's sake, they, they were they were trying to feed her cheeseburgers and pizza. Uh, I mean, it's 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 unbelievable. I'm surprised they weren't offering her cigarettes and whiskey. I mean, it's 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 mind boggling. But anyway, long story short, um, she improved, and the the next part of the protocol is enemas. Right. Um, Lourdes writes about this all in her book, Create Option C, which I, I highly recommend uh, every human being reads that book to to understand what what, what to do. Anyway, um, I had arranged for for a practitioner to come in and do the enema because the hospital refused to do it. It was not part of their protocol. You know, we were we were disturbing the, the system. So, so what happened, Carolyn, is, is I arranged for it. I went home that night with the peace of mind, like, okay, this is, she's, she's going to be okay. I got a call. This was set up for 10 a.m. the next day. I got a call at 9 a.m. from a family member. And, you know, when you're married, um, your spouse has medical power of attorney. So if the doctors collude or talk to the spouse, and convince the spouse that, hey, you know, this this stuff they're doing is, is not going to work. Uh, you're just making her uncomfortable. That's exactly what happened to us. Then the spouse canceled the uh, enema. And, I mean, she regressed immediately because you're not removing the dead cancer cells from the body. And she regressed to the point of uh, she went into basically a coma. Uh, I had to watch my mother, uh, watch her have muscle spasms in her sleep. Uh, it was the most uh, just disturbing experience uh, of my life. And and six days later, uh, I happened to be in the room because we took turns spending the night. And and uh, I was in the room uh, the night she passed away. Um, I believe, I really believe with every ounce of... Uh, my blood that uh, if we had finished that protocol and it kept uh, doing what Lourdes told us to do, that she would still be alive and healthy today, just like Lourdes. Um, I honestly believe that. And I believe that everyone should get Lourdes's book because in her book, she talks all about these things, all about these protocols and she has saved lives around the world Wonderful. She talks to cancer patients and, uh, family members every single day. So 
you know. Yeah, we'll put that, if you get me that information, we'll put that, um, you know, at the, at the end of the video and, uh, and also put it in the description as well. And also hook me up with her. I'd like yes. to have her on. Oh, yeah. I thought maybe you had, uh, uh, oh, you know what? You weren't there. She, her and her husband were keynote speakers at our expo right after your expo in 2019, but you, okay. you weren't there. So um, I will definitely connect you with her right away. It would be great. That'd be yes. great. Because I, you know, from what you're saying, you know, there's a lot of people that would love to hear what she has to say as well. Oh, she needs to be on mainstream media. We, we all know that's controlled by pharma. So, um, yeah. you know, she's the, she, yeah, yeah, she's the best uh, kept secret in the world. We need to get her message out. Yeah. And, there's, and there's a lot of, you know, uh, best kept secrets and, right. you know, right. and, and, you know, I believe that moving forward is it's going to be about a return to nature, a return to that internal wisdom, you know, and, um, you know, I believe that God has provided everything that we need to, to remain healthy and, uh, and to get healthy if, if we do have a problem and our bodies are incredible. They are such amazing healing machines that all we've got to do is take care of our body and um, not allow toxins to, to enter. And, but you know, it's just like what you said, we have been trained to, you know, to believe, to, to follow, you know, people in authority positions and uh, you know, you know, instead of, listening to our gut you know we have to learn to tune up i'm all about tuning in and and just feeling and if it doesn't feel right but you know if there's something that's kind of hmm, not sure about that then that means you know stop take a pause and check it out thoroughly yeah. uh, you know and maybe take a different route i, I had a reality check um uh, during those 25 days uh, that, you know, I'm writing, I'm writing a book about the whole experience. Uh, they don't like people like us writing those kind of books, but, um, my goal and my mission, getting back to the power, uh, expos, the power health and wealth expos were created because of my sister. Right. Um, so I want to help to educate entrepreneurs around the world, uh, to spread the word about what's really going on what's really uh, how our medical system has is digressed, how greed and profits um, have completely taken over from the Hippocratic Oath and what, and what doctors and nurses and hospitals are supposed to be doing. And it's not the practitioner's fault. People, I believe doctors and nurses are wonderful people that you know were driven to, to help others, but it's the system in which they're trained, which is now controlled by, by big pharma and unfortunately, it's a, it's a reality. It's 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 so taken over the subconscious that you know the people uh, executing the orders, the doctors, they don't even know what they're doing. I mean, in terms of yeah. You know, well, I think yeah, I think that um, especially with what's been going on, and we can't. I don't want to say the word because we'll get stamped <laughs> about it. But you know, the whole um, you know. Uh, I'm just going to say pandemic that's been going on. It's really been opening people's eyes and people have been really questioning, you know, what's really going on. So I see that part as a very good thing. It's really been getting people to wake up and, <laughs> in a lot of different ways. So, you know, 
you know, there's, there's, there's always something good that comes out of something really negative and painful. And that's, you know, as you experience with your sister, um, you know, you experience something really incredible um, during that difficult situation. And unfortunately, and I'm sorry that it ended, you know, poorly. Um, and I, you didn't finish the story. Sorry. I. That's okay. I'll, I'll finish it. Um, so, um, okay. So long story short, from uh, basically day one, when they said there was no hope, we, we called Lourdes. We started feeding her the wheatgrass, the fulvic acid, the organic green smoothies. She improved. She cut her DNR tag off. Uh, she did not want to die. She had the will to fight, the will to survive. And I believe with all my heart that had we, had we finished the protocol and had it not been interrupted uh, by those who had control of her life, Right. That's part of what I'm writing my book for, because people need to understand when you get married to another human being, they, you know, they have control. They have medical power of attorney over you unless you appoint another family member. And um, these things are important because if, if had I had medical power of attorney, I would have moved forward. I would have gotten her out of there. And, you know, I believe she'd still be alive and I'd be, I'd be writing a, a different book. Right, uh, an amazing survival story, but it's not, it's a sad story. She had to die for me to be where I'm at, and you know, I will uh pursue this for the rest of my life. Um, uh, you know, you, you don't you don't do this for a year and say, Hey, you know, I did a good deed. Uh, you know, she's gone forever. Uh, it devastated uh, so many people. Uh, it did, it, 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 it was you know, just absolutely devastated all of our lives. And, you know, something good's got to come out of it. So, so people will survive. People will live because, because of her. So uh, that's the good. And, and uh, you know, we're all here for a limited time anyway. You know, you realize you get older, you know, hey, you know, this is really a, this is really a, a short run here. So, so we'll, we'll see her again. And, and uh, you know, I'm sure she'll appreciate what we're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm sure she is very proud of you. She is smiling down at you. And uh, cheering you on, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I mean, we, you know, she was ten years younger, and you know, our father was never around, so I was really a father figure, right? Um, you know, we weren't two years apart, so it was a unique uh, relationship. I was more of a father. You know, I, I went to parent-teacher conferences. You know, I, I did the things uh, that a parent would normally do um which is why i was you know it was a deeper emotional connection and a deeper uh i mean loss is loss right it doesn't matter if it's a, uh, there's nothing sadder than a child uh passing right i mean she was 41 she got to live half of a normal life but but just 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 to watch her suffer and and die needlessly is uh it's infuri infuriating I'm sorry. And, you know, I, I think that part of, you know, moving forward is to, you know, uh, you know, for, is for people to become much more aware of the options that they, that they do have, that the many options do exist. 
And I think you and I both are working on opening people's eyes to, to, you know, many of these other things. And it really does take an internal shift of uh, perspective in many, many ways. So, um, but uh, we're going to wrap this up. But first, I, I also want you, you've got an expo coming up in August. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? And if there's any room still left for vendors, you know? Yes. Absolutely. So um, just to restress, I, I'm doing these expos you know, on my, in my sister's honor. Uh, they're called Power, Health, and Wealth Expos, and they're designed to help entrepreneurs uh, promote their business. And uh, we're so unique from your typical expo because what we do is we go from table to table and make a video for every vendor, which we then post on social media all year round. We connect every vendor with each other before, during, and after the expo. Uh, we want to, you know, teach them because I've gone to so many expos where you, you just come and go and you, you maybe you meet one or two other vendors and, and it's, it's so hit or miss. But when you spend the time to really connect with the other vendors and build relationships, because you're all entrepreneurs, regardless of your, uh, uh, you know, what space you're in. Um, we can all help each other. We can all promote each other. And that's what we're trying to, to teach and promote. Uh, it's not just to go to an expo, pay, pay a, a few hundred dollars, hope for the best and, and move on. No, we, we, we make it uh, like a mission, right? To really connect people uh, with each other, the vendors, and to bring as much value as we can every day of the year and not just on expo day. So, we're, we're planning to do uh, 80 plus expos over the next five years all over Chicagoland. And we've got some major sponsors um, that are, that are uh, getting involved. And, you know, we hope to make this a very big and powerful platform to help all entrepreneurs. So yes, thank you. It's coming up on August 18th. Um, all of the information is on powernetworkingclub.com. We start at 11 a.m. Um, and go all the way to 8 p.m. It's a, it's a really powerful day. We've got engaging speakers. Uh, it's a speak, professional speaking organization that's coming in. The CEO and, and the, uh, uh, one of the, you know, the, the other leaders are coming in. We're going to do 30-second pitches. Every vendor will do a 30-second pitch on the stage, and they will get advice from uh, engaging speakers, and they will be exposed to all kinds of uh, tremendous value. So I highly recommend uh, – any entrepreneur that's really serious about growing their business to come out and join us. Yeah, I was at, uh, was it last month when you, with the last expo? It was, it was uh, May. Uh, it was May. Oh. Yeah, two months ago. Oh my gosh. That long oh. ago. It seems like it was just recent. Uh, but yeah, I, I was also a, uh, a vendor there and uh, it was a great experience, I have to say. It was really a wonderful experience. So I highly do recommend, um, you know, if you are in the area, and this is going to be in Oak Brook? Yeah. At the, at the Double Tree? Double Tree Hilton Hotel. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. And so the public is, uh, the public will be able to come in uh, starting at 4 o'clock from 4 to 8. Is that right? Correct. Correct. Okay. It's vendors only from 11 to 4 because we make the videos and we want to have, uh, we want to control the sound in the room and, and make sure everyone gets a good quality video. And it, this is the time where all of the vendors really bond with each other. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, yes. And practice speaking because uh, we were all uh, <laughs> doing that. And I thought that was great, you know, putting everybody on the stage. So that was that's wonderful because it's just, um, you know, speaking is not is not easy. Well, and they say it's one of the people's worst fears. So so I think it's really wonderful. And I think having engaging speakers there is is it's brilliant, too. So. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to have to wrap this up. Is there anything else that you want to, you know, tell the, uh, the you know, the people watching this? Um, yes. Uh, my final thought would be uh, if you're an entrepreneur and you're interested in growing your business, connecting with other entrepreneurs, getting some real connections, come out and join us at the Power Health and Wealth Expo. We're going to be doing them uh pretty much every month starting next year now that we're coming out of this uh, 2020 and um, you know also learn about uh, the health aspects it's not just about building your business because because you without health uh, wealth is meaningless uh, you know Steve Jobs you know with, with all his money um, and resources couldn't couldn't save himself from cancer so you know your health is 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 your most precious commodity so Come out and learn about all of the different things we're doing to improve the lives of people in terms of their health and then helping them build their business with wealth. And uh, I, I'm uh, grateful to you, Carolyn, for all you do. Uh, you did, you know, you did some meditation for the group at the last expo. <laughs> yeah. I'm to see you back again soon to do that. Uh, people really love that. And uh, I highly recommend they, they connect with you. And I thank you for what you're doing. All right. Well, thank you, Tom. Thank you so much for coming on, being a guest. I'm sure that you know the listeners um, really got some benefits um, out of your wisdom and um, and all that you do. So I will make sure that um, the information for uh, you know how to reach Tom and also information about the uh, mm -hmm. the upcoming expo will um, will be again at the end of the video and also in um, the links and everything um in the description of the video so so thank you again tom i really appreciate everything that you're doing i think that um you know that the future is definitely much brighter because of what of, of your experience and your determination and uh you know um i think that's it's going to be awesome so um so uh, you know, thank you everyone for joining us and I hope to see you again next time. Thank you. A lot of blessings to you all.